my little daughter, how can I, how can I go to my little daughter and be like, oh, I ain't dropped the album. Why you ain't dropped the album today? Because I was scared. What the hell you mean you scared? It's official. For the first time ever, we have Hip Hop Hustle podcast merch. From hoodies to T-shirts to hats and even slides, go to the hiphophustlepodcast.com to get yours. Hip Hop Hustle podcast, man. You heard it here first. He's not playing. No, Aaron's not playing. No fucking game. You got your ear to the streets, man. Much love to all the people down under. And make sure y'all follow the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, man, because they're giving y'all nothing but the real shit. But yeah, man, appreciate the intro, bro. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's kick it off. Shout out to the whole Hip Hop Hustle podcast. What's up with it? Welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast. I'm with a fantastic artist, uh, the one and only Sosa True, uh, and he has been doing some fantastic things, had a great start to 2023. You just released a single, Murder, and you also released your album, Forever, as well. I think it's a, it's a pretty big project, 16 tracks I was looking. So there's definitely a lot of music out there, and you've got the, the music videos to go with it. So, man, absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Appreciate you for having me. Well, tell me about that album, because I, I was looking at it, and I was like, I can't remember a time where, like, you know, 10-plus projects was fashionable. It Like, yeah. you know, 16 is a big project. Like, I know the songs aren't all, like, three and a half, four minutes long, but still 16 yeah. tracks is a pretty long project. Um, Basically, uh, my, birth, my birthday number is 16. So, like, 16 always stood out for me. So... I wanted to enter the year with something that was coming from the heart, something meaningful. So I was like, man, I'm going to do something that I never did before. I'm going to step outside of my my character, my element, and just try something different and give the people more music. Because like, I got a lot of music. Like I got over 500 songs recorded that's unreleased. So it's just like, it's just time to give them the music. And that's when I was like, you know what? We're going to do 16 songs, bump it, and ran with it. 500 songs is so many songs. Yeah, I, I got about like 500 songs un, uh, recorded that's unreleased. Like, I record two to three songs a day. I have to. Um, it's really like a therapy for me. Like, that's the only thing that allows me to express my emotion, how I'm feeling. That's like really like the mic, the only thing I can really talk to for real. Like, honestly, you know what I'm saying? Without getting judged. So I record every day. I have to. So when did you start? When did you start actually pouring your like your thoughts, your feelings out into the mic? Uh, man, believe it or not, uh, I think I, I think I stole my first studio <laughs> when I was like twelve from from school, um, and I had it and put it in my closet at my dad's house, and I used to like stay up all night recording then. But like I, I started taking it seriously, I'd say probably like three years ago. Um, when I came back home, I started taking music seriously then. But I always had music in me, you know, so. What's funny is that like you say that now you rely on it to express. So it's like it's like good and bad. It's like I wonder what would happen if you didn't record. Like I wonder what how you would be mentally if you didn't record for, you know, a few days, a week, two weeks? Like, what what would that do, do you think? It's more the fact of, like, um, I'll be, like, out of line. Like, my spirit would be out of line. Like, I'll kind of be frustrated or I'll kind of be standoffish, more into my thoughts, more overthinking about different situations Mm -hmm. that's going on with everyday life. You know, like... uh, when I don't record, that's basically the mindset that I'm in um, until I do record. Like, re- recording is basically like the Garden of Eden for me. Like, it's that escape zone that, you know what I'm saying, that I get to get away from life for a moment. Yeah. It's it's interesting that you say that because I had this conversation with my brothers the other day, and we're, we're talking about, like, creativity and – like for me personally, creativity is something that I need on a regular basis. Like 
whatever it is. Like this is a form of creativity for me. Like I get to, you know, spin the wheels, have the the conversation, and then I also do some writing. Like I started writing every day this year just to just get that pen moving, like not in a hip hop sense, but just like to let things out. And so we were talking about it and I was like, I think everybody needs a creative outlet. Like I think when I look back on my life, the weird moments or the moments where I didn't feel at peace or aligned, as you said, were the moments where I wasn't creating anything. It was just like the hustle. Yeah. 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 I, I must definitely understand what you mean. Yeah. I don't know, it's crazy to explain sometimes, but it's like creating just, like you said, it's a, it's a, it's a live feeling. It's, it's a reinsurance to knowing that you have a purpose here. Yeah, I think it also lets you feel like, you know, sometimes you question whether what you're feeling is real or not in a weird way. Like, I think especially as men, like us as men is like, are emotions good or emotions bad? Or what am I, is, is it true? Or is it not? And I think just having an outlet allows you to express it and then think about, well, maybe I'm just being a little bit over dramatic or maybe I am underplaying it or whatever it is. So I think like, yeah, yeah. like I, I wonder what it was like for, for, for you growing up when it, when people talk about creativity and expressing yourself, like, do you, do you think that was fostered? When you were younger? Oh, yeah. Uh, like, from the jump. Because, like, the people that was in my life, the people that raised me, they was creative people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just by the way, like, my, my grandparents might dress or something. It stood out. Like, I was just around that to where it just rubbed off on me to where everything that I wanted to do no matter what it was, I just had to, my own sauce on it, my own twist on it, my own creative opinion towards it, just so it could stand out, so I can feel like this is me. You know, this is what makes me different from everybody else. So yeah. Was it the same with your friends as well, or did you feel like it was only familial for you? Yeah, uh, I say yeah, to a certain extent, and then. As I got older, like, I started wanting different things in life, you know, so my value and my outlook on life probably wasn't the same for the friends that I had when I was younger. So then my friends changed or some might not still be around to this day just for the values of life. Like, I, I might take life way more serious than somebody else right now, you know, so I don't know. My friends, they was very creative as well. They probably did music nine times out of ten, you know, and mm, oh Yeah, I mean, I just find it interesting that, like, like you said, like the people you were close to all had creative outlets or creative bones in their body. They just had this, and I think that, like, when I look back at my school, like when I went to school, I was like, I don't think they fostered that as well as they could have. And I wonder if like more people would do more creative things if at school they were like, hey, you need to do something like this in life about balance. Because I don't think they teach that at all. No, like right now, like that's the key though. I feel like if you could learn how to balance things, then you would be able to, to get somewhere or maybe your plans might be able to, fully see yourself out because like you have to have balance. You have to have balance. And I know sometimes it get hard because we living in a regular life and you got bills, do this, that, and the other. But at the same time, you have to have balance with that peace or, or that creative facade that just allow you to feel like a child again for even a split second, because that's what's gonna make you go even harder at your job or in the studio you feel what I'm saying? So it was, I don't know, it it was something that I didn't, I didn't have to go and seek for it to create, like to create. I didn't have to go look for that. That was already implanted in me. So that's why it sounds kind of crazy sometimes trying to explain it. 
because I was born with that. You feel me? But all I know is that's what keeps me going at the end of the day. Like being able to create or hearing a beat or or being able to say what just happened five minutes ago that really had me down or had me out my body or had me crying or whatever the case may be and put in some words with a harmony and then boom, now somebody else can relate to it or somebody else going through the same situation. So they're going to listen to it or now we locked in. Now we feel like we connect. Why? Because we're going through the same stuff just a different way or a different path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think fans gravitate to a feeling more than just, you know, banger track. I think like a banger yeah. is is great because it gives big just let me change what I was gonna say. <laughs> I think I think a banger brings the fans in and they love a track, but the feelings and the emotion and the connectivity keep the fans to like stay with the artist. So the bangers like the entryway, but then the rest is like, can I identify myself with you? Is there something inside you that I can see inside myself? True. Like, like you said, the banger is just the startup. It's the warm up. That's the, the attention grabber. Like who, who is that? Or what he got going on? But like you said, now it's, can I relate to you? Or, you know what I'm saying? How are you living? Is it close to my lifestyle? You know what I'm saying? Cause like I always been an artist, but at the same time, I've been a fan too. So I understand totally what you're saying right now. And you're totally right on that part. That's how that's how fans look at it. The banger just the pull in. But if you ain't got nothing to relate to nobody with, they're not really gonna gravitate to it. How do you strike that balance? Just tell just being me telling like telling my life story, like that's all I know how to do. I'm like I'm just giving you what either I lived through, went through, or going through. That's it. It's a billion people on earth. I'm pretty sure somebody else going through the same thing, just in a different motion or a different form. You know what I'm saying? So I just be me. Like, that's the only thing you can do. If you're an artist, just be yourself. Because that's that's what's going to make you stand out the most. Yeah, I think in the weirdest way, being yourself is the scariest thing. It is though, it is, and for the longest, like, for the longest, bro, like, I was, I was scared to be who I truly was, like, and that's what a lot of people fight with. That's the biggest demon I think that we fight with ourselves the most is being yourself. You're thinking somebody gonna judge you or say something about you or laugh at you because you like this or you want to do that. Man, just do you. Once you get comfortable in your own skin, can't nothing stop you. Can't nothing stop you. Because you don't like nobody else's opinion matters. So tell me about how you actually changed. Because, like, it's one thing to be, you know, I hear it from artists all the time be yourself, trust yourself. But that is a period of years that it takes. Like, you, you don't wake up one day and so, so true is like, I'm just going to be myself. And that's it. And you never look back. So, like, what was the evolution of learning to trust yourself and learning to be okay and comfortable in your own skin? Um, Struggle. The struggle. The struggle, man. Like, going through that fire. Like, when gold is getting molded, it goes through through fire. You melt it down, you know what I'm saying? Then Then it's shiny at the end process, but you gotta go through that fire. And like, that's what builds character. That's what builds like you. Because when you in that fire and you at your darkest moments, you find out who you really are and what you're capable of. And once you once you tap in on that side and that fear is gone, ain't no telling where you can be or what you can do. And like, that's, that's when I really was like, okay, you know what, I'm me. I've been me, I'm a state me, and whoever don't like it, oh well, that's them. Do you have a moment that represents that fire? Is there something that come when you were talking about the fire, is there something for you that came to mind? Yeah, um, going to prison. When I uh, I went to prison for the first time, um, that was like, you know, 
that was that fire for me. That was that life changing experience for me. That was like shit got serious. You know, um, you gotta grow up. Some shit gotta change. Or you either gonna be in the grave or you ain't gonna never get out of here. And that's what did it for me. And so how long were you white for? Uh, I was white for like three and a half years. But yeah. And yeah. But we ain't gonna get too into that. We got around on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we gonna get too into that. Ooh, yeah. Well well what I what I actually wanted to know is like you know, three and a half years is a long, long time. But what always is interesting to me is the first day. Like, because I'm sure everything up till that point is surreal. Like, it feels like it doesn't exist. It feels like this can't be true or this can't be happening. But, like, when does it set in? Like, when when did it for you become like, oh, shit, like, this is actually real? Um, I don't know. That's something that's still, still affects me to this day. Like it still sometimes gets me to this day. So like, uh, that's the hard one to say. I just know, like, I knew, you know, it was just time. Like it was time to sit down. It was time to change something, you know, gravitate to something. And yeah, but it allowed me to actually open my mind. I did things in there, you feel me? That I never did. I opened up books, I started reading, and you know, getting back into my schools and stuff. Gained certificates in there, came home, and started, you feel me, doing my music, taking the music shit seriously, just trying to do something different. I said, you can't do the same shit for forever. I feel like if a person is staying the same way, the exact same way, his whole life ain't never changing, ain't never taking a risk, ain't never getting outside his comfort zone, ain't never escaping his little element, feel me, then that's a waste of life. That's a waste of living. You know, like, it's meant for you to go out here and, and, and to travel and seek and to do things, chase dreams. And, you know, that's, I feel like that's what life is, is about, period. I agree with you. <laughs> so, yeah. I agree. I, I think you have to change. So, but like, see, to me, the the interesting thing about you is that the story of you is not that. You know what I mean? I think. I think in the weirdest way, you know, we as society and we as people is like we look at a small portion of someone's life and then we characterize them as that is who they are. And that is uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you you most definitely right. Like, like, you know, you ain't gonna never be able. I know sometimes they be like, you gotta try to forget the past or this, that, and other. But to tell the truth, people don't forget the past, man. You know what I'm saying? They just deal with it as they go, but people really don't forget the past, especially if it's, if it's something terrifying, Man, they never forget that. And I just feel like you said, whatever somebody in your life at that moment or whatever, see at a glimpse of your life at that moment or whatever, that's what they highlight you as. And I, I feel like that a lot, but it's up to you to know who you really are. Cause at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah, it's interesting the way, like, we, we deal with stuff and can't, like, put it away in our minds. Like, obviously, it still affects you of, like, yeah. were you creating all the time? Like, when when you when you say in the past three years, that's when you, like, really leveled up. Was that, like, the, was that part of it? The, like, hey, I'm still holding on to a lot. And I got oh, yeah. to start getting it out. Mandatory. Yeah, that most definitely. That was a lot of it. Um, yeah, from, yeah, that most definitely was, it played a big part of that. Uh, the things that I was going through in the midst of 
of these three years of being out, you feel me? Um, me also having my daughter last year, her coming out at like 22 weeks. Thank you. So, yeah, it's like when I, I talk about the struggle, that's just everything. Like I said, when my daughter was born, me and my baby mama, we lost it all. Like house, car, everything. We was admitted in the hospital and tornado came and hit the house while we was there. And so like, I'm talking about struggles like that. Like not having no help, being flat broke, um, got a got a fresh baby relying on you. You know what I'm saying? Got a woman relying on you, you know, family relying on you. And it's just, what you gonna do? Like, all you can do is man up, go out here, grind. Like, put in the hustle, the dedication, the hard work. That's what I mean. Like, that's the, then was the molding points for me as an artist, you know, like actually going through pain, going through prison, actually having to do 23 and ones for a whole year and a half where I'm locked in, in a cell for 23 hours, only get out for 45 minutes, only even take a shower twice a week, uh, once on the weekend type of shit. Like, like that's that's what made me so, so true uh, as an artist. Uh, yeah, that shit, that shit all was put into that pain, like, sacrifice. Wait, so you only had a shower Twice a week, twice a week, one on a weekend. Like when, when I was doing, I was on Supermax for a year and a half, and that's twenty three and one. So yeah, it was you shower, um, you shower Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then you shower Saturdays. And All right, so that, yeah, yeah. But damn, locked in a cell, twenty three, only forty five minutes outside a day. <laughs> that shit was crazy, man. Do you know what is actually crazy? There will be people who are alive right now, not in prison, who don't, who choose not to go outside. Yeah, but so, they like they shit different. I feel like because it be more of like fear, man. Like fear controls a lot of shit. But that's what I find interesting is like. Every day, I'm sure you wished you could go outside for longer. I'm sure you you'd love the fresh air, and then there are people who are who are the, in the same, but they put themselves in the same boat. And it's like you know, some some people work a nine to five, or they work an office job, and they're in the office every day, and they don't go outside until they're finished work, and the sun is down, they never see the sun. Like it is weird that like i feel like everyone in a weird way is in a different prison like there is a different rule like you said when you came out the change was now everyone relies on you so you have to hustle because you have people relying on you it's a different challenge it's like a different you have different chains in the in the strangest way sure and yeah, but you have to remember this, like them other people out there that's that's working at nine to five in the cubicles or staying at the house mm-hmm. locked in, like that shit is choice. That's free willingly though. It's a difference. They they choose to do that. You feel me? Like I didn't I wasn't choosing to stay twenty-three and one. I ain't had no choice. I had to do that shit. So like even with them, like, yeah, they not we might look at it and be like, they're not taking advantage of life or this, that, and the other, but we really can't even say that because they're doing something that they're choosing to do. You know what I'm saying? That's what they want to do. So it wasn't like they was forced to do that or had to do that. I had to do that. So it was different. Well, I think some people are forced to do it. Some people, or, or is it that they feel like they're forced to do it? Well, that's that's actually true. They definitely feel like they're forced to do it because I thought the other day, you know, what if I quit making money? I just stopped. I just stopped everything that makes money and I just stopped. I go in my car and I drive. I buy some camping gear and I just go and I camp and I just live out in the bush and I go off the grid. 
And I just thought about it and I wondered, you know, maybe I would be happier if I like, you know, got rid of all my shit. I stopped doing this. I stopped all that. And I move and I just buy one way ticket and I live and I go to like Jamaica, a place I've never been before. And I just go and I just live there and I find someone that I'm happy to like, I fall in love and whatever. And would that be enough? And it's like this weird thought of I could do it all, but I don't. So it still won't be enough. What makes you say that? It's like it's something within us that's just it would never be enough. It would never be enough. It's always gonna be something in us that's gonna always want a little bit more, no matter what it is. It's whatever, like whatever fits you or is meant to, to be for you, you're gonna always crave that. If you're truly passionate about something, like with me, it's music. It would never be enough music for me. I could never turn it off. Yeah, I think it's like this this alternate world. We're like, what if I could? Like, what if I could? Would I ultimately be happier than because the grind of like it's never enough is difficult because it's, it is. It never ends. It never ends. And it's it's a battle because it's going to cause struggle shit. It's going to cause risk taking. It's going to cause chances just within. And, but it's worth it. In my eyes, it's all, it's, it's worth it. Like, to be standing there like, okay, in the sports game, to be standing there at the end of the game with that trophy or that award, it's worth it. That's, that's what, that's what it's about. That's what we put in the hard work for. No matter if you're working a nine to five or not, or if you're out here in the streets or whatever the case may be, that's what you're doing it for. You're doing it for a reason to to get rewarded in something that you truly love doing. So let's rock out. We're going to do that shit. Yep. But here's the thing. Even if you win the trophy, that's never going to be enough. It ain't. <laughs> that's, that's the, it's a privilege and it's a curse because it's like, I, I think about that trophy because I never got it. And as soon as I get it, I'm like, all right, tick, I've done it. Next goal. Now it's like, can I go two, three, four? Can I be the best there ever was? Like, I look at LeBron and I'm like, he is privileged and cursed at the same time because he's cursed by his ambition. Same as Tom Brady. Like, they just cannot switch it off. It doesn't matter how much success they have. Like Tom Brady retired how many times? Twice now he's retired the third time. Everyone's like, is this going to be the last time or is he going to come back? I think that's that's a lot with athletes. It's a lot with musicians. I mean, the irony is how many rappers claim to retire and come back a year later. That's true. It's just, that's, I don't know, like you said, it's a blessing and a curse. Because at the same time, look at everything that you're accomplishing. You're pushing yourself to even go harder. Now you, like you said, you didn't got one, but now you're thinking, well, let me get two, three, four. At first, you was only thinking, let me get one. So look at everything you gaining. You know what I'm saying? So you got to look at, like you said, it's a balance. Where we started the conversation at, it's the balance. It's the, it's the pros and the cons. Is it difficult for people around you to see it? That, like, you're always going to be torturing yourself? It's like an exercise in self-torture that it's like, I, I did this achievement, awesome, but like, all right, now i got to do the next one. It's like the next one. Is it difficult for people to just see you go through it day in, day out? Uh, yeah. It's, it's uh, like, you know that saying where they be like, uh, like, you might be standing on the outside looking in or looking in from the outside, something like that, but yeah, uh, it's hard for them to see. Like, it's it's more easier for us because we the ones that believe it. Like, we the ones that want it. So it's never going to be easy for the next person to want your dream as much as you. You know what I'm saying? Because it's your dream. They might have their own dream. And you might not even want their dream for them as much as they want it for them. But, like... It's just, that's a part of the torture. Loved ones not understanding why you did this or why you did that or 
you know, uh, your girl might not understand why groupies around you. That's just a part of torture. Like, that's a part of it. How do you navigate that? Of like, you know, having fans, of having people around you that aren't necessarily, as you said, supportive of you and your girl and how is how is that whole dynamic like with me i'm very like now i'm very like introverted like i i'm not big on the whole uh let's be big friends and i don't do that you know i'm i'm more uh, involved with my daughter daily you know uh so i'm very introverted i be i'm big on family so like I don't know. People, I, like, I run off of vibes also. If I get a, a bad vibe or a bad feeling towards someone, then instantly I'm going to cut it off. I'm not even going to entertain it. You know, I'm not going to build a relationship on none of that because this is what my gut telling me, my spirit telling me, like, hey, this is bad vibe, so I ain't going to go with it. But if I'm, like, if it is close loved ones that don't understand or don't see what I'm trying to do, um, Nine times out of ten, I talk like I just tell them how it is straight up and what I'm trying to do. And people know that I'm passionate about my music, say for instance. So they don't question that as much. Like when you do something, it's all about actions. Like when you like your actions speak louder than words, I feel like. People gonna see what you're doing. People watch. So they'll know when you're serious about something or when you're not. I just, like I said, I just tell them straight up. And if they have a problem with it, then they can remove themselves. Because it never was relevant for me in the first place. Well, that's good, man. Like, I think, I like, what can I say? I think it's good to have, you know, the people you want around you and be able to draw the line of like, hey, I'm just telling you how I'm going to do it. I'm telling you how it works whether you're in for it or you're not, that's up to you at the end of the day. Um, and, I mean, at, whether they're happy or not, they have to respect it at some point, you know? Yeah, that's, that's like, bottom line. That's what it comes down to is, why would I lie to you? And then later on you find out the lie and then you're going to look at me differently or your trust is broken now and I could just tell you the truth and if you don't like it, you don't like it. But at the end of the day, I told you the truth, so you have to respect it. And that's just that that comes with just having peace with yourself, though, periphery. So. Okay, this is completely side note. But have you have you seen a lot of people who claim to tell the truth but are just assholes? Like <laughs> there are people I meet and they're like, hey, I just tell her how it is. And I'm like, no, you're just an asshole. Like you're just being yeah. a dickhead. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you yeah. I, and I think there's a difference between like being honest and being kind. Like just because you're honest doesn't mean you have to be like a douchebag all the time. Like I think there's there's a difference between the two. But I see it all the time: people claiming to be honest, but they're just horrendous people. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like I I seen it as well. Uh, see it a lot. Like, yeah, a lot of people out here just be trying to be, like you said, assholes, but it's a difference. Like you said, telling the truth. You don't have to be harsh telling the truth. You can tell the truth in a meaningful way, a niceful way or whatever. But like you said, it's a lot of people out here trying to use that shit to their advantage. And then that shit cause other issues. Yeah, I think it's it's almost not what you say, it's how you say it. Like, it's like, man, you got a bad tone. Like, why are you talking? Like, why are you not speaking with respect? Like, I don't, that's, I've never understood that people can't have conversations where it's like, hey, I may disagree with you, but at the end of the day, hey, we're still friends. Or, hey, just because I disagree doesn't mean I can't like you. It's like this weird world we live in where, if you and I disagree, that's it. We're not friends. We can't. Yeah, we can't hang shit. out because we disagree about anything. Yeah, like I don't base my friendship off of that because at the end of the day, if I fuck up, I want you to tell me, "Hey, bro, you fucked up." You know, like you doing wrong right there. You know, you slipping. Like, let me know. 
I don't want no yes mans with me. I don't want no yes sirs, no ass kisses. I don't want none of that. So like, I don't, I don't get that shit because if we got a disagreement, that's cool. Me and you could be as best as friends and we can have a disagreement and we can still be cool. I can still turn around and shake your hand, bro. I don't want to fight you, none of that. Like if we disagreeing about something, obviously we both had two mixed emotions on the situation. So we talking it out like, man, instead of like you said, now uh, we into it. Nah, we ain't gotta do that shit. That's how a lot of people fuck up their business and, and money and opportunity and all type of shit. Have you cut people off because of that? Because of their behavior, because of the way that they act around you or just act in general? Uh, I, I, I really don't cut nobody off. Like nine times out of 10, people cut themselves off. You, if you, you keep people around long enough, they gonna show their own hand. You know, and then if you don't like what they showing you, then it's just it's either by the situation done with, but it ain't no it ain't necessarily cutting off. It's just like I said, nine times out of ten people gonna show you their own hand for real, for real. And hell yeah, if you're doing some shit I don't agree with, hell yeah, you can cut off. I got to block your ass real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's like do you feel guilt at all or do you now you've done it enough to be like, Hey, you know, it's just the same repetitive, but like the first, I'm sure the first time it's like, there's someone who is like your friend and, and then you feel guilty. You're like, you second guess yourself. Like you, you question it. Yeah, of course. Especially if it's somebody that's close or, or means something to you. But like, like I said, how do you get, man, you start to realize, like, bro, you only get one life. I ain't wasting no time with mine. If you cross me, you fucked up. You did something. So now you got to deal with that shit. You can't, can't, I can't waste my time feeling sorry for somebody else. I got I got my whole little girl I got to raise, man. Can't do it. How is it being a father? Uh, that's great. Nothing can catch you up with I think that's probably what I needed the most out of life was was that was the experience this being a father, bro. Like that shit opened my mind so much. And then she she a girl. And it's like the love for a girl, a little girl and her father, like that shit just mind blowing. It's crazy. It's magic, bro. Can I just say it's amazing to see as soon as I asked, the smile that came on your face. I appreciate just it. like straight like just straight away just like yeah. it changed like we were talking about you know friends who let you down and then the transition and the smile just bang came back so yeah, yeah like that's a that's a blessing for it for like i don't know it's 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 hard to explain that feeling though yeah yeah because i don't have kids of my own so you know i i think it's it's interesting looking at people who who like they're going down a path and then they become a parent and then just it's like the light bulb goes off where it's like I see the world differently to what it was before. Yeah. Yeah. I do like I, I just don't take shit for granted. It's like with me. It's more the fact that I gotta make a way for her now. So like I don't I can't take anything for granted. Like and I can't be I can't be the type that's that's allowing fear to interfere with anything I got going on with the music too, because I'm a father figure. You feel me? So like my little daughter, how can I how can I go to my little daughter and be like, oh, I ain't dropped the album? Why you ain't dropped the album, Daddy? Cause I was scared. The hell you mean you scared? Like I can't do that. You feel me? Like she she gonna look at me as her savior, as as like her protector. You know, so I have to stand in shit that I believe now for a fact and a purpose for real, for real. Just because of her, how can I tell her, "Hey, go do this, go do that, or live like this and live like that"? If I'm not teaching it, you know, if I ain't standing by, it. and she fucking loves music to death. Like I know she gonna she gonna she gonna have something to do with music. Can you just see the way she she is with music? Like, what do you see with her and the music, and how do you how do you notice? It's like okay, 
for one, she a busybody. So <laughs> she's very energetic. Like, as soon as she wake up, she like me. As soon as them eyes open, she like, what is there to do? The only thing that calms this little girl down, and I swear, is her is this YouTube video called Miss Rachel, the little lady on there, and my videos. Now, when you put my music videos on, she froze like locked into the TV. You can go and slap your hand, like slap her face, she ain't gonna move or nothing. She just locked into the TV. That's the only thing that gets her full attention is music. So I know. And I used to be the same way when I was little. So I know, like, yeah, she gonna have something to do with music. Because is she starting to talk or is she still too young? Um, she just turned one on the 9th of January. Um, so she, she like, she made noise. Like, she say da-da and she say mama. Um, she talking baby language. Uh, she be singing sometimes, but it's like it, the words ain't fully developed yet. Yeah. Do you get the feeling that she's going to be a chatterbox? Like, she's just going to talk and talk and talk? She probably is. Yeah. Probably be like, <laughs> she probably be like a grandma. <laughs> it's funny. I, I used to be a swim teacher. I used to teach kids how to swim. That was like my first job. And I remember there were some kids. Some kids are like very introverted, very quiet. And there were some kids where like, man, I swear to God, they spoke underwater. Like, it is crazy. <laughs> like, they would just talk at me. And then I would be like, okay, let's go. And I'd put them on their stomach. And then I'd talk, and it would be like they just, they never breathed. They just kept speaking. And I was like, you know, I'm a good talker, but goddamn, like, oh, I, don't, I don't get how your parents deal with this because it's like incessant. It's like for 30 minutes, nonstop chit chat. And it's nonsensical, obviously, but yeah, it's, it's so funny to see the differences in kids. <laughs> so tell me about 2023. Like, when you started the year, you came out the year, you know, your your baby girl turns one, you know, you're dropping projects. Like, what's the vision for the full year? Uh, full year is just to stay, stay, like, stay consistent, stay in their faces. Um, like I said, we got a 16 projects, so um, visuals off the project will be coming this year. Uh, we'll be at South by Southwest as well this year. Um, still pushing a single murder this year, getting good feedback, uh, a lot of commotion stirring up about it. So we're going to still push that. Like I said, new content, new videos, new releases um, coming soon. Um, just stay, stay tuned, like stay, stay plugged in because we're going to turn up right the way. Do you have a vision for another album that you're going to drop? Like, what's the plan on that front? Uh, um, kind of. Like, I want to. But then again, I'm, I'm still trying to see. Like, because everything's been going, like, good. Like, number-wise, um, for the Forever album and the murder video slash single release. So I don't want to overload the people right away to, like, too much or I don't want to sit and stall, you know, so I'm still trying to see, still trying to get a feeling, but already got a couple projects lined up that's in store, so yeah Well, what's your vision on on dropping projects? Because like, I was talking to a lot of artists about like what what's the right number? Over a period of time what's like the right thing to do? I spoke to La Russell he dropped like six projects one year and I was like man that is so many projects to release and then I've got others who like you know take two years to release a project but you know what's your general thought process on when you see people release it and how frequently like my general thought basically like it all depends on your status like where you at in your career like locally I feel like you should Give them as much as you have. Uh, hit them back to back. Stay, stay in their face with it because you're trying to get their attention. You know, but like if you're already in a the game, then you can pace yourself if you want to as well. So like I feel like me, give them as much as I can, and that's basically what we're gonna do this year. Just continue to drop. 
as much as I can. And I got a lot of shit, so y'all gonna be seeing me a lot. That is a good problem to have uh, that you got a lot of songs. Like, as we said, and you're always creating, I mean, who knows, by the end of the year, you'll probably have close to a, a thousand songs. No, I ain't gonna say a thousand. Well, two a day, you've been saying two a, two a day, 300 days, that's 600 songs. I got already like three to 500 unreleased, and I record two or three. I'm here for the record now as soon as we get done. So, uh, so you could end up with, I feel like, uh, to be honest, I don't know how you wouldn't lose songs in there. Like, I'm sure there are songs like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that shit. That, that's yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's a lot of shit like that in there, though. It's a lot of songs like that that's not finished. It's a lot that that might just have a hook. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I say I got that many that's unreleased, I don't mean they're all finished or all ready to go. Like, no, nah, hell no. Nah. But it's, they either got started, um, didn't get finished, or they're finished. And how did you find making your album? Like, it, are you are you a fan of, like, the conceptual piece of, like, there is a story and there is, like, a narrative to it? Um, like, I ain't gonna, like, shit, how I make my album and music is more of a, it's down there like a, like, I go off a of feeling, so it's down there like a season, like, it's, 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 it's gonna, it's gonna be a narrative to it, but I'm not sitting here actually having a drawing board for it, like, I'm not out of 10, I'm, I'm a, get the music i'm gonna record the music and then as i sit back i'll probably push it together i'm like hey that goes good with that 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 and then send that shit out like that but i'm not sitting here like okay we're gonna go one song and call it this and it's gonna talk about this no hell no i'm just going off all feeling and emotion do you feel like that stifles your creativity when you plan it too much yeah hell yeah hell yeah because that's the thing about being creative is like creating is an emotion. It's a, it's a feeling. It's an expression. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like you having a drilling and rest type stuff. So I feel like it's something that you should just do. You shouldn't have to force it. You shouldn't have to plan it. None of that shit. Like it's a feeling, but you should just be able to do that shit. That's how I, that's how I create. It's just, what I'm feeling at that moment. Yeah. It's it's interesting hearing different people's process of like what how they they get it done because definitely there's a lot of people as well who are like, yeah, man, I, I like a conceptual project. Like I like the idea of a a story and I can plan it out and be like, these are the tracks and like a loose version, obviously. They still need to create the music, but uh yeah, it it is interesting that that some people uh, can definitely just get like this whole, it's like a book in into an album, um, and whether they plan it out or, or maybe it organically happens that way, um, is a is a different question. I don't know, like luckily it just it it came out the way that it came out, but it most definitely wasn't planned. Um, say it's just going off of emotion and feelings. Well, man. I only have one more question for you and it's probably going to be the hardest question I've asked you. I've asked you some tough ones. Uh, it's the only question that I plan on the show. Uh, so I think arguably it's my best one. Um, but if you had to recommend one album that everybody should listen to at least once to get an appreciation of can be any genre of music, cannot be your own music, what would it be? Uh, it can't be my own music. <laughs> nah, man. You and I uh, both know rappers well enough to know that yeah, every yeah. single rapper, if I was like, <laughs> hey, tell me about a project everyone should, they're like, yeah, listen to my own. We're going to yeah. plug your stuff, man. You're on the show. <laughs> so, but uh, that's why it's a hard uh, question because we can't plug ourselves. I say, um, what's that one now? Uh, I'd probably say, I don't know, I'd probably say Future, the, the Dirty Sprite mixtape. 
you know, you're the first one to to mention future as an answer. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, future. That's my dog, man. I fuck with future the long way. Yeah. What was it about that project? Like, why that project in particular? Man, he was in mode. Like, you could you could tell that he was fresh from that fire, that struggle. Like, he he was at one with himself. Like, he he turned up lit. Um, every song was riding. Um, he created a whole new wave at that moment. Feel me? And he, like, yeah, he took over and he stayed on top of his shit. Then dropping like crazy, and that shit was fire. Yeah, and one of the people who changed the game. Obviously, like you know, how many people model themselves after Future and what he was able to do? Yeah, he really like real deal legend for real. For real. Yeah, it's it's interesting thinking about the legacy of people like Future, Young Thug, like those artists. Uh, Thug too, like hell yeah, Thug most definitely is a wave changer. Like he came in and got down, went crazy. Game went crazy for him, bro. He a legend as well. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta agree. And there's something they just yeah, they did something different. I think that's that's ultimately what it is to to be an artist is like to, as you said, stick to yourself, do something different, be honest to your truth. And that leads me into obviously the one and only Sosa True came through. Um he is a fantastic artist. Make sure you check him out. You've got him on Spotify, uh, Apple Music as well, YouTube videos for sure. The visuals are really cool, man. Uh, you can tell you put in a lot of time to those visuals um, and you can also see him on IG at Sosa True as well. But, man, is there anything you wanted to plug, anything you wanted to shout out? Obviously, you've got your album as well and your single that just came out, Murder. Yeah, single murder, album forever. Um just like I said go tap in IG, TikTok, Social True. That's S-O-S-A-T-R-U-U. Uh, new visuals coming soon. Thank you for having me. Uh, shout out to my boy T, uh, Cold Hearty C, man, the whole Cold Hearty movement. It's forever gang. We're here. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for upcoming podcast news. Also, don't forget to check out my Patreon under Hip Hop Hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show. Bye for now.